0: Welcome one and all to another episode of the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. My name's Amran, TJ Sutherland, Dan Kolokar, with new episodes released on the first and third Mondays of the month. Catch Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast at foreverinelectricdreams.com. How's
1: it going everybody? TJ Sutherland here on the Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind podcast. Our new shows go live on the first and third Monday of every month, and you can find all of our previous shows on our website, which is foreverinelectricdreams.com, and you can also get us on our Twitter at Forever Electric. Joining me on this lovely, warm summer's evening are Imran Mirza, Howdy, and Dan Colocott.
2: The voices are coming from the screen again. The voices. Oh, oh sorry, here you go. How's <laughs> Here he is. <laughs>
1: Right, so this fine evening we shall be discussing wrestling. Uh, We haven't done a wrestling podcast for a while. So um, for today's subject, we are going to be picking a wrestler to invite to dine with us for the evening. And we are going to choose what we're going to feed said wrestler. And we're going to discuss one question to ask the wrestler. In question, so um, yeah, um, I mean, that's pretty straightforward. Uh, who should we get to take it off? We'll get Dan to take it off. Who are we gonna invite to your dinner party at your palatial home? Um, for I don't know, (laughs) for heaters.
2: Fajita. The guy I've got in mind I don't think would eat fajitas for <laughs> racial reasons.
1: But um ooh. Ooh. yeah, this, that, actually that that that's quite a wide field when you think about wrestling to be fair.
2: <laughs> it is. Especially <laughs> if you go back to sort of uh wrestlers who are famous in the eighties and nineties. Oh yeah. It gets a bit Um so yeah, I, I really struggle with this one because there's so many different wrestlers who would make awesome dinner party guests but I think I may as well go for someone fairly controversial because this is this is the only wrestler I know I mean slight exaggeration but at least from the kind of 80s and 90s generation of success that completely that there's almost no separating his in-ring ego with who he is as a person. Even if... Again, maybe, that's quite a wide field. It is quite a wide <laughs> field. This guy, I think, is is probably most renowned for it. And I think towards the end of his career, uh, maybe a few lights were shone on the actual real person. So I am going for Ultimate Warrior. Um, Hit the music.
1: <laughs>
0: I could see him doing that. Like, he would open the door, he'd have a boombox, and then he would just run into your house and just like shaking the radiators and hey, hey, the
1: tables. You'd open the door and, like, look down the road, and you just see him steaming <laughs> <Yeah. your> house.
2: <laughs> He would have somehow knocked on the door, <laughs> run, about run, by, run back. and then just be. You know, yeah. Run
1: into your run into your lounge and just start shaking the sofa.
2: He'd be like shaking cupboards. Like shaking chairs. You know what? I've, I've
0: got to change my answer. I so want him at my
2: house. <laughs> <laughs> Screw
1: it, all, all three of us, just have all warrior
0: At dad's house. Okay?
1: Just, oh, yeah, no, yeah, I'm don't on. be shaking don't be shaking my shit.
2: So yeah, um, so um uh, Jim Hellwig, as he's <laughs> known in real life. No, no,
0: no. He changed his name legally. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah he, of course he, he did. What, yeah, he yeah, changed he his did. name? Of
1: course he did.
0: Yeah, I thought that's what you were going with when you said he he was. How do you separate <laughs> the person from the ring to outside? You can't separate it no, from the I probably did daily face too. paint. I did, he did that. His, yeah. He did change his yeah, name. That
1: that's excellent. <laughs> Oh god, I, th- I didn't even realize that. But that's just that's just beautiful. Okay, <laughs> this makes
2: it even better, doesn't it? But you just know that he, for even in the most informal of settings, he's he would just not drop that character. So I don't know. You, you you'd you'd say something because he, he's easily offended. You know he he's known for his tantrums for walking I mean he's he walked out walked away from WWF matches on the eve or the night before on many occasions he he literally quit over contract disputes or something he didn't like so I can imagine you know you serve him some garlic bread, and he's just like garlic <laughs> bread this is not what I stipulated in the contract that I faxed over.
1: Surely, you just have to give him raw meat. It's just like, just well, let I... him just go let him go nuts. <laughs>
2: yes. Well,
1: there's your half a sir. I, I
2: don't. I don't think you could. I don't think he'd take too kindly to a Mexican or a Chinese or an Indian. He would just like, you know, what is this foreign <laughs> shit? Yeah. Probably, sadly uh, for probably. the family's lawyers, that was a joke, and he, of course <laughs> he would not say that. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, um, it, I mean, I, I would love. I, I say, I know we're supposed to sort of ask a question, but I guess, I mean, for me, it, it's how do you do? You, do you penetrate the man behind the? the ego and the character oh you're
0: skipping dinner going straight to afters there yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay okay dinner dinner i think a really massive rack of ribs so i'd go um yeah m- maybe a starter of something something like um oh what's a really good i don't know some some starter in, in, in involving pulled pork or <laughs> Or hot dogs. For some reason, I think he'd have hot dogs as a starter. But yeah, massive rack uh, of beef ribs. The biggest you can get. I think that would be the starter. Also, I feel,
1: also feel like all of our wrestlers are just going to be eating the same stuff, just a load of meat. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's like,
2: pretty much, yeah. You're
1: not going to give any, any of them a salad, are you, really?
2: Or, or some vegan options.
1: Yeah, here's some tofu, Mr. Warrior. <laughs> the
0: rage could you imagine the rage if you, if, I feel if like you... for warrior though you'd have to like you'd have to have a live like sheep in your garden and he'd have to see it be sacrificed <laughs> do you know what I mean like I'm sacrificing this sheep for you and our meal tonight and he'd be like yes I accept this <laughs> or it'd be like Jurassic <laughs>
1: Park where You yes. just got, like the, got this yeah. lamb, just sat there, and you turn around, and it's just gone. It's just the yeah. angle. the,
0: the yeah. warrior doesn't want to be fed; he wants yeah, to hunt.
2: Exactly. <laughs> he's just dabbing yes. his his chin where the blood is. Okay, so I changed Jeez. it to a hog roast. I think a full hog roast would probably be. You know, we we got to we got to be real about this. I don't think we're going to have any live animals around my house, but a hog roast is is good. Keep an eye on the cats. Yeah. Ooh. ooh. <laughs> Steady. Um yeah, I'd have to put the cats away, I think. <laughs> On vacation. But yeah, hog roast. Um I don't think I don't think yeah, he wouldn't I mean, you know, nice cob salad, he'd love that. Uh as a s you know, as a side. <laughs> and and for dessert, just something like Mississippi mud pie. I mean, good in American or chocolate brownies. <laughs> yeah. So um, for question,
0: there's no specific question you have in mind? So so
2: I, I would, I guess, I guess, See, I I, what I don't want to do is go down some obvious questions that I think you guys are probably going to ask. So I, maybe I'd say to him, knowing that he he kind of bounced in and out of the WWF, And he he was in WCW, wasn't he? Um, so I'd say, what is your biggest regret in the business? Just to see if I could maybe pull him back a second from the, the warrior ego, uh, just for him to say, you know what, if I could, if I could have a do over and obviously, you know, he, you know, he very sadly, um, had a, had a heart attack in, um, was it? it was about three or four years ago, yeah. I think, yeah, because he had that thing
1: when he came back to WWE after years of being away, and then he passed away just after, wasn't it? Was yeah. it the Hall, did he get in the Hall of Fame as well? Just for I that? think it was, yeah. Hall yeah. of Fame,
2: yeah. there was some <clears throat> kind of award as well, wasn't it? The Warrior Award that well, that came after, but yeah. um, but yeah, I'd I love you know, um, Jim, my old mate Jim, you've got a do over. What one thing would you do differently if you could sort of rectify your past? Um I doubt he'd say anything. No. But he would he would have to break character and say, you know what, I regret walking out of SummerSlam, whatever. I regret those
1: tassels around my biceps. <laughs>
2: yeah. Um I regret gorilla slamming my nan because her, <laughs> her and her, I love that he would say nan yeah brownies. <laughs> she didn't the moist enough um <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's it's interesting, yeah, it's pretty much it um yeah. I don't know, I can't imagine him being i i think he would just shout a lot, I can't imagine him being a good conversationalist because even when he did his his, his you know even when he's done sort of. You you listen to recordings of him. He get he gets he almost hyperventilates, he gets so into it and emotional. Not not just promos, mm-hmm. I just mean general, you know, you look at videos of him. Just regular interviews. Just yeah. regular interviews. He's quite Yeah, he's quite eccentric or and intense. emotional and intense intense, that is the word. He's he's to me, I think if not the most intense wrestler. Um, he's I'd not, have him and him far. and Macho
1: Man down as two of them. Like when you see, not just in terms of when you see them in like performing, but in like regular interviews. Just yeah. the level of like character and intensity. It's like, how do you maintain that twenty four seven? It's just me. But March- so, wasn't Macho really exhausting. like that? It, well, yeah, but no, March- that's what I mean. He, he like yeah. lived his oh, character. That level of intensity. That's say, that's what I mean. That level of intensity was just like always there. It's like, do you never switch that off and just, like, chill out a bit? Like, <laughs> it's just like the, the milkman comes around and you're like, thanks, man! It's like, oh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> just dial it down just a little Ooh, bit. Ooh, milk! <laughs> Dig it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: But, yeah, I also imagine that, like, uh, eating with the warrior, that there would just be a food fight at some point. It'd just be enough an <laughs> an <airport. laughs> Absolutely inevitable <laughs> and un- unapologetic. Just, it would happen. But yeah, anyway, so cool. Moving to right. we'll, Jim.
0: Could cool. we briefly touch on the other name that you mentioned off air? You, you were between two names. Ah. Is, do we, can we talk yeah. about him briefly? If you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm, in, I'm intrigued again by, your, by what question you would ask said person. We're talking about well, He was the said person.
2: Yeah. <laughs> talking about Mick. Big Uncle Mick. Yes. Um so I guess um Mick Foley, I-, I would just wanna wanna know what went through his head on the the, the times he's put his his, his his literally put his life I think it. I think
1: it was a chair that went through his head. I oh, know no, it was <laughs> a tooth. His tooth went through his head. His too, tooth
0: went through his head, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah that was it.
2: it would be somewhere between why or what went through his head when he when he did these things, and why did he not stop? Um, because it, it's not as if you know. You, you think of the um, the cactus Jack um, personality that that the hardcore personality. He was doing, I mean, you know, we we all focus on him, you know, throwing himself off a steel cage. But he was doing horrendous, horrendous kind of um, stuff in the ring when, you know, as hardcore champion and, uh, you know. Even ECW
0: um, days as well, wasn't it? Yeah, the exactly. Barclay, ECW, um, Barclay,
1: and stuff yeah. he did over in Japan as well.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, we're talking, you know, Involving barbed wire and thumbtacks and goodness knows, fire
1: as well. He did loads of um, like crazy, like death, like fire death matches and and whatnot. He did some like the stuff he did outside of WWE, like the the steel cage fall aside. A lot of the stuff he did outside WWE was a million times worse than the stuff he did in it. Like, yeah, some of the stuff he did is just just... proper cringy, like, why? Yeah.
2: So yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that that would be the main line of inquiries: how, why, what, what he was thinking when he did these things, and, and why, and why he never stopped. Because even, you know, I, I think he he pushed himself to the limit to the point that his body just couldn't do any more, and then he stopped, rather than really slowing down. It wasn't as if he just sort of said, ah, you know what? I'm not doing that. It was just almost like, no, I can't do that anymore. Hmm. Um, but the good thing is, um, I know from, you know, his, his food preferences that he likes nothing more than a vegetarian (laughs) lasagna. So, you know,
1: (laughs) yeah.
2: Cool. Okay. Okay. Alright,
0: so Mr M, what do you got? Well, I, I kinda of mentioned I have there was always gonna be a default answer um of Bret Hart uh in terms of to sort of sit down and spend time with him asking a bunch of questions and stuff. But I suppose the reason I probably wouldn't is in actual in reality, like I actually don't know what I would ask him because I know you everything I have a new side to interrupt you meant- uh, uh, not, I don't. Matt is a very, uh, I'd air quote. Matt. You it told was me you were I hanging made. out with him
1: last Tuesday. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's here now.
0: Say hi. Oh, he's shy. He's shy. <laughs> um, he, uh, yeah, but he did one of those Q and A things. Um, and um, if you you hung around afterwards, you get uh, like if you pay extra, you, then you you can go get his signature and stuff. And yeah, he was kind enough. He chit chats as well and stuff like that. So yeah, okay. it was it was really cool. Um. And, and yeah, he said he listens to the podcast, which is amazing because it was like six years before it existed. So that's cool. Uh, what a hero. <laughs> what a hero. <laughs> um, but I kind of feel like it, the reason that I would like not have sort of, well, the reason I would have doubts about like him is because like, I feel like I know everything, you know, from his book, from every interview that he's, he's done, he's always very open to discuss like anything and I, I kind of thought, well, you know, the idea of it is great, but I'm like, I have no idea what I would ask him just because I know what the answer would be to anything that I could think of to kind of ask him. And I suppose that as a question, as that as a sort of response kind of leads me to a whole other person as the guest. And I think it would be Vince McMahon because the question uh, that I would yes. ask... Yeah, the question... Was, like, I was I was
1: tempted by that as well, actually.
0: Well, Yeah, but, because, uh, and it's. I think the question, I'm, that was kind of the whole allure for me about this whole uh, uh, theme as a as an episode today. I, I was quite taken by it, I think, from the question. It was like, oh, so what would I ask? And anything I'd ask Brett, I kind of know. Um, well, I do have one question I would like to ask him, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But with, with Vince, the question that I would love to ask him is going sort of... He comes, obviously, from an era in wrestling where the words protect the business encapsulated a lot of things. You know, this is when, like, you know, decades ago now, but they used to have, after events, after shows, there were two buses. There would be a heel bus for wrestlers to get on, and there would be a face bus. You know, it was about protecting the characters, protecting the feuds, making everything still believable. Mm. You know, and I always thought that, you know, it was that was what part of what protecting the business was. You had to constantly make your make people believe that what was happening in that ring was absolutely real. You know, I remember in Brett's book, he talked about when he and Owen started their feud, they agreed, well, we can't travel together anymore. You know, that was how serious that he took it and i think my quest you know and how that's evolved like every wrestler either has a podcast or has been on a hundred podcasts you know even the network has shows like table for three where people talk about their heated rivalries openly over dinner you have the ride-along show where they people that are currently feuding will be in a car together talking Mm -hmm. about blah 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 you know and so the question would be about how vince well you know it's kind of like do you miss the days when things weren't so open people talk about every aspect of the business now how a match is put together who puts it together who had the idea who bladed why they bladed how they bladed and stuff like that it's so open and i i just think vince obviously coming from an era where he had to enforce these rules of do not do this, do not let people know about this, et cetera, et cetera. Does, how does he kind of assess that level of openness after all these years? You know, is it better now or is it better before? Now, that would be my question for Vince. I, I
1: I think I'd put a slight twist on that actually is to change it from not whether it's better or not, because I mean, it depends on what your definition of better is. Um, yeah, yeah in, ter- sure. in terms of them making money, it's better now. In terms of the fan interest, it's worse. It was better back then. So, mm-hmm. but I—I turn it around to, um, how was it more? Was it easier back then to manage your shows and to create the illusion of wrestling, or is it easier now because you don't have to work so hard to 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 you know to keep kayfabe? as it were. yeah. yeah. Um, And you can just be completely open and say, hey, look, we all know it's the whole thing's a work. You know, the whole thing's open. You don't have to (coughs) create um, different coaches for wrestlers and all that kind of, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to hold up the pretense the whole time. So, Mm. so (coughs) yeah, I think I'd, I'd, I'd switch it to kind of ask, you know, is it, was it easier back then or is it easier now? I think that would be quite fascinating to get kind of what his take on that is.
0: Because the openness of the business was never down to him. It was never a decision that he made. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was out of his control. And it's, you know, I think, funny enough, I think Foley's probably the person that really changed everything about, like, the perception of it with his book. Because he was the first Mm -hmm. person to release a book, which I guess, in fairness, Vince, you know, it came out through him. I think mm. WWE, like, published it. So mm. I suppose he did have some kind of say in it because that book, you know, he did keep a lot back. It's it is it's very tame, but mm. even that Hell in a Cell spot, he talks about pitching it to The Undertaker. He talks about having the idea beforehand with Terry Funk and, you know, and then going to The Undertaker and Undertaker saying, you're crazy, I'm not going to do that, you know, and mm. stuff like that. So that was pretty the first time that the business was really opened up on that I think context. He, uh-
1: I think things were were on their way though at that point, weren't they? Things, yes, know,
0: but internet—it was the, always the in the their prolif- yeah. yeah,
1: the proliferation of the internet and you know people yeah. were getting information a lot faster. It wasn't like the old days where you had to you know buy a literal dirt sheet and read and read stuff on on a, on a bit of paper and um, yeah, so things were kind of opening up. But you're right; that was a, that was part of the catalyst to mm. to uh, for things to to things for things to start opening up a bit yeah. a bit more. I think was, it's made his show really? a bit
0: more uh, difficult to book as a result. I think the booking of a show is more of an uphill struggle because, as as you know, knowing what we know, if someone turns heel, we're kind of like, mm. obviously mm. they're they're trying a new direction now. They're trying to get this guy over now as a heel. Do you know what I mean? We could be more uh, skeptical about decisions as opposed to going, oh no, why would he do that? You know, yeah. yeah. But uh,
1: I get, but uh, yeah, I mean the art. I guess the art now is to. Yes, we know why stuff like this happens, but the art, the artistry now is how well you try and tell, that, how well you tell that story, because you know there's a reason why this stuff happens, but how well that story is told and how well the wrestler or the, you know, plays the part and how good the storyline is, you know, that will allow you to suspend your disbelief a little bit easier, as it were. What are you going to feed no. him?
0: Clearly, it was steak. steak very rare. <laughs> just, just, would... just,
1: just, just, bit, just a bit of steak. Just like introduced to the flame, and then you go there. You go, yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. And I, I would, I would, I would do that. And I'd say, "Here's a side salad, Mister McMahon. God damn it, get your salad away from me!" I'm like, okay, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> get that salad away from me, pal. <laughs> get that salad away from me, pal.
2: There's, there's been family reports recently um, uh, from Jericho, from from Moxley, from. Um, Oh, Brody Lee uh, and countless other wrestlers who who say that when they've gone to pitch ideas about their characters to Vince that you're supposed to avoid him when he's eating because he'll not pay attention to you he won't pay any attention but every yeah. time he the, the, even when they've been told he's not eating he has because he has multiple meals he is always eating so um and usually steak as well, so yeah. Oh, wow. That's funny. That's a good choice. Cool. Go ahead, Tej. Who's who's your
0: uh, your dinner party guest? So, yeah. So mine is
1: um, someone who's got a ridiculous um, resume when you look across all the stuff that he's done and the stuff that he's still doing. Um, so, yeah, my pick for my dinner guests would be uh, Mr. Christopher Keith Irvine otherwise known as Chris Jericho. Um, I kind of picked him because I I find him fascinating in in terms of, you know, you you got a lot of wrestlers that try and uh, cross over. You know, The Rock, obviously, is a key example of someone who's come into wrestling and then moved on and gone on and done great things and become like a Hollywood superstar and all the rest of it. But Jericho is kind of stayed in and around the business, kept himself relevant, reinvented himself numerous times. Also, you know, has become a, a rock star and, um, you know, successful, got a successful band and all that kind of stuff. Keeps coming back to the ring again and again and again. Keeps, you know, um, again, like I say, reinventing himself, doing something new, doing something fresh. And, you know, I just, I, I, I you know, just get forward to the question, like, uh, it probably wouldn't just be one question, but, you know, how does he find the energy and the creativity to keep, the guy's like fifty, fifty-nine 59, the guy's 49 years old at the moment. And he's, you know, he's carrying, he's not carrying, but he's, you know, established a whole brand new wrestling promotion. That's challenging WWE for numbers. And, uh, you know, at 40, 48 years old, he would have been when they, when they kicked this off. And just kind of think, you know, obviously he's getting paid well, but he doesn't, you know, it's not like he needs the money and he could have stayed with WWE at the time when his contract was up, but he decided to go and start a brand new thing with a brand new company with all the risk that entails and all the hard work that entails as well um, at like 49 years old. I'm just like, I'm that sort of mentality I find, especially in this business as well, that beats you up and, Chews you up and speaks you out. To still have the energy and the creativity to go back and do what he's doing
2: and do it so well as well, do it at such a high level. Um, and, and the fact, sorry, to interrupt, and the fact he's yeah. got a band and he tours a band as well. Yeah, and exactly. Makes the music and writes the music, I think. He tours a band and he also like he has his podcast. He
1: you know like he's he's doing so many different things. Uh, from a creative aspect and I yeah I just find him a fascinating character and um, I've seen him in a few interviews and he, and he seems like someone who'd be like a really good conversationalist, really you know not too much of a dick about himself um, as we know a few wrestlers probably can be um, and also quite natural as well um, you know he's had so many different characters uh, so many different personas, but whenever I've seen him in interviews he does seem quite natural and quite, you know, like what what you see in the interview doesn't appear to be a character. Um, So, yeah, I think um, he would be my pick.
0: I think Among even them. before AEW, his return to Japan was yeah. mind-blowing, you know, yeah. he had to go against Omega. That was like, oh my God, you don't need to do that. Like, that just showed how hungry he still is. I thought that and was you, incredible.
1: And you, and you don't need to do the type of matches he was doing as well, because he yeah, was doing yeah. pretty
2: hard, like, you know you go to That's new japan and it... realize he could do AEW wasn't it the when he did the matches in new japan
1: yeah i guess so um but yeah the 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 stuff that he's doing you know, he's not really doesn't feel like he slowed down you know and you saw like a hulk hogan towards the end of his career and you could kind of tell he was phoning it in a bit he brings it every single time i've not seen him phone it in at all uh, the whole time he's been in AEW uh, or oh, the whole time he was in when he was in New Japan, um, you know, he's he's wrestling as hard as as I mean, obviously he's adapted his style a bit. You know, he's a bit more of a brawler now. He's not so not quite as athletic as he used to be, but he's still putting in the work. He can you can tell he still takes pride in what he does. So, um, what, what are you going to yeah. feed him? So, a bit of a weird one, not well, not that weird one, but. Um, I saw he did an interview for. Um, I think you guys have seen it. It's a YouTube channel called. Uh, they when they get they interview people while they're eating hot wings. Like, hot ones, uh, hot ones. That's one, yeah. And um, and I, I saw his interview on hot ones. Yeah, it was a good episode. <laughs> it was a really good episode. Um, and he, yeah, he was he was cursing and blinding the whole time he was eating the hot wings. So I'm I'm just gonna feed him a bucket of the most vicious, violent hot you could, uh, um,
2: you could make him do the red the red um red dog saloon challenge.
1: Yes, why not? Wow. know um, to, to
2: Red Dog Saloon is a, a barbecue restaurant in London in Shoreditch, and as as I said, they they do a challenge where if you eat uh, their... Hot wings and get, isn't through. it something? It's like it's only like six or something like that, is it? I but think they're like so, yeah, crazy, I think, crazy hot. Yeah, but if you if you manage to get through them all, uh, everyone gets a free dessert, I think that you're eating with Fuck that. No, I
1: don't like anyone enough to get through that shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I give him hot wings, piss him off. Um, <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I look after my dinner guests. I was gonna I say, you're a terrible hurry. <laughs> But yeah, you had, no, sorry. go.
0: No, I was gonna say you had you also had another name as well that I was intrigued about.
1: Um, about
0: maybe, yeah. So my, I mean,
1: my other one was, and it's pu- this is purely from me because he's my favourite wrestler of all time, um, and I just think he'd be a good laugh. Uh, was Stone Cold Steve Austin? Um, again, kind of it'd be interesting. Like, I guess in terms of a question that I'd ask him would be oh I don't know actually, that'd be a tough one because maybe something along the lines of um, what Dan mentioned earlier in terms of regrets, like does he have any regrets around you know, the injury that he sustained in a match with, I mean even though it was obviously an accident so it's it's not like something he could regret but that really changed the course of his career because you can only imagine how his career would have no doubt, have been a lot longer. Um, he would have been able to be at the top for a lot longer as well. Um, that, that you know, that pile driver really cut his career short. Um, and we were kind of starved of um, an, an incredible talent.
2: What would you, what would you feed Stone Cold? Because presumably it would have to be something like ice beer. No, beer. Well, beer. <laughs> just <laughs>
1: literally just, no, actually no, beer and uh, tequila because he's a tequila man. Oh. Um, so maybe, yeah, so maybe margaritas and beer. And that's about it. <laughs> there, would be, there would be no food.
2: <laughs> we could even have ice cream, because that's... Stupid. No, no,
1: no, no. That's a terrible joke, and no.
2: Dispatcho <laughs> soup. Be- no, no. Beer,
1: margaritas. Just beer. Nothing with else. Yep. Beer with a margarita chaser, margarita with a beer chaser.
2: Done. He'd amazing. love a cheeseburger. You just know it.
1: <laughs> as long as it He'd comes so... in the shape, as long as it comes in the shape of a beer can with beer in it and is actually just beer, then yes, he would like a cheeseburger.
0: <laughs> He'd probably like the opportunity, like we said earlier, to hunt it. His own food as well. He's a keen hunter. Yeah, he's a hunter. And just be like, he? there's a. There's a cat. There's a can of beer. <laughs> <near> a cat. <laughs> got, here's a gun. You got to find it.
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah, no, um, yeah, that'll be that be mine. Very good. So there's cool. a world where this has happened, and we're all in one room. Is that right?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we got so we got Ultimate Warrior, um, Vince McMahon, Bret Hitman Hart. Uh, Stone Cold, Chris Jericho, and Mick, Mick Foley. Foley. That's actually that's actually not a bad party. Apart from Ultimate yeah. Warrior, he's just going to try and like
2: fight everyone. Well, you know, Ultimate Warrior and McMahon would just it, within ten minutes they'd be arguing about something. I reckon. Yeah, hundred percent. I don't yeah. think Brett Brett isn't. He doesn't seem to have major beef with WWE, but I I never get the impression that he. Particularly vibes with them. Like, didn't he? he didn't I wonder he... why. <laughs> well, yeah, <for> obvious reason. <laughs> for numerous,
1: he, numerous reasons.
2: He's semi-forgiven them. Like publicly, it's not like he. I don't think he, he slags off WWE or Vince. I think anymore. he just can't.
1: I think he just can't be asked anymore. I think the no. du- the guy's had a stroke and like his brothers died. I think he's just like. Didn't, he, I, I, didn't don't have, do I don't have the energy WWE. to fight you got anymore.
2: Did he appear in AEW? Didn't I? I get that right? Didn't he, he did. Um, he, did a new belt he presented.
1: Yeah, he presented the the main belt when it first. I think he the when they did the reveal for it. I think he.
0: Yeah, that's right. I, I watched that one actually. He handed it to Jack Whitehall of all people. That was um, crazy. God, that was yeah. baffling. No, hold on. No, didn't one. no didn't
1: it go the other way around? Jack Whitehall came out. He yeah, he did yeah. the speech, and he introduced Brett. Yeah, and the Brett had it in the bag or something like that. That's right. And yeah. then he and then he opened and he took it. Yeah, Jack Whitehall was a weird choice. I know. I, got I, that I didn't gig.
0: understand. I didn't understand. Is, it, is he a, is he a
1: Fulham fan? Um, no idea, because you know the Khan's own Fulham FC. That's why I asked that question.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't.
1: Weird. It was a very odd choice. Very strange. But anyway, here we big, go. I think we are. Uh, I guess. Straying from the topic, but yes, so that's mm. our amazing crazy dinner party that will no doubt end in some sort of fight and legal proceedings. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think Well, I think, uh, only Mick and Chris Jericho would be the only two just like off to one side going, What's wrong with these crazy motherfuckers?
0: Because <laughs> they're the only ones I that thought...
1: kind of beefing anyone. I
0: thought you'd pick Cody Rhodes, to be honest, Teach.
1: Do you know what I? I that did kind of cross my mind a little bit because he's another fascinating one in terms of the road he's travelled, and and actually all those guys that started up AEW, I you know I I'd love to have a sit down with all them just to kind of again, in the current Well, not sorry not in the current climate of the world because the current climate of the world's bonkers, but in the climate of the world when they started coming up with the idea of doing a doing a new wrestling promotion where there were m- tons of independent. Wrestling promotions floating around, and um, the kind of pressures that would come with running something, as well as appearing in it, and we've seen how that oftentimes ends in disaster. <coughs> WCW, I <coughs> went um, oh, TNA. Um, you know, just kind of how they deal with those pressures, and what, again, what's their motivation? You know, they could have easily gone somewhere, got a big contract, got their got their payday, retired. Young, obviously they wanted to do something that left their legacy, which you know they're on the right path to doing something like that. Um so yeah, again, just kind of what drives them and uh how they see this thing going, I think is is quite
2: fascinating. But but
1: yeah, that's uh that's a whole other dinner
2: party, I think. Um just to say, um looking it up, Jack Whitehall and Khan are close friends, but I don't know why, because uh, Jack Wyatt was an Arsenal fan. Um so yeah. Who knows mm. why there's that connection. That is weird. that is weird. weird. Yeah. Hmm. D- do you think that the um the dinner table, you know, the the guests we have would Someone's going through that table, I know that much. <laughs> Probably Foley.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 100 Set it alight, so through the dinner table. Yeah,
1: set it alight, throw so through it.
2: I think he's more likely to to nip off to the to the toilet. So I'm just gonna go and drain the dragon. And while he's up there, everyone's just suddenly look out the window, and he's he's jumped off the roof and onto the conservatory. <laughs> yeah. Probably... Sounds legit and a half but I reckon like once once they've maybe had an argument uh, you know tables have been broken and foo fight I think maybe they did do some cheeky karaoke afterwards. <laughs> <What? Sorry. laughs> but they're that'd all be... drinking especially stone cold if he's going to be you know on a liquid diet anyway I think it's that'd be
1: beyond horrendous <laughs> <laughs> oh dear <laughs> Right. Cool. So, after the craziest dinner party in the world, um, that is it. I hope you enjoyed our shindig and our um, our weird food selections as well. I don't think we really, <laughs> I think we really uh, nailed down a menu for this for this meal. But um, yeah, hope uh, hope you all stay safe and stay well, and we shall see you on the next podcast. The time has come to relieve that pain, which will be better for me, but not so enjoyable for all of you.
2: Why was he having such
1: a bad day? Why did he create all of you normal and forget so many important parts of me? He made the teeth that I swallowed, the ear that was ripped from my skull, a face that no longer exists. Deep inside, you are merely a mirror image of all my atrocities. The ugliness that exists outside lives inside every one of you! (laughs) Destruction can be beautiful!